Welcome to the sermon podcast of Resurrection Community Church in Virginia Beach. We seek to connect people to God and one another through His Word, and hope this sermon brings you closer to God. But in Joshua chapter 4, the people of Israel, God's people, who God rescued from Egypt and promised them a new land, God's people have been wandering in the desert for 40 years because of their own disobedience. And so they end up wandering in the desert for 40 years. And in that time, all the adults who left Egypt died. And this is now their children have come to the promised land, the land that God had promised them 400 years earlier to their forefathers. Hundreds and hundreds of years they had held on to this promise that God is going to give us this land. And now they're coming to take possession of it. But to take possession is not just wandering into an empty land. It is to fight a a war to conquer this land. But knowing that God is on their side. Well, in particular, to get to this land, uh, there's a river in the way. It's the Jordan River. And the Jordan River, uh, Joshua tells us the Jordan River was in flood stage. It was not able to be crossed easily. And yet, as they got to the river, God told Joshua, I'm going to open the river for you. In the same way that when they left Egypt 40 years earlier, God had opened the waters of the Red Sea to let them escape from Pharaoh and his armies. Now to go into the promised land, God opens up the river of the, the Jordan River and creates a path for them on dry ground and they march across. In Joshua chapter 4, we're really getting the follow-up to that. It's not so much the story of them crossing, it is the story of what they are to do to remember the crossing. And so this is why this is an appropriate story for us to come back to every Thanksgiving. This is the third Thanksgiving of Resurrection Community Church, uh, the fourth in a sense. Um, But this is the third time we will hear God's word from Joshua chapter 4 on this particular Sunday and give thanks to God. And think about as you hear this, what is it that God is calling them to remember? What does it mean to rightly give thanks to God? Joshua chapter 4, verses 1 to 24. When all the nation had finished passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Take twelve men from the people, from each tribe a man, and command them, saying, Take twelve stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan, from the very place where the priest's feet stood firmly, and bring them over with you and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the twelve men from the people of Israel, whom he had appointed, a man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, Pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and take up each of you a stone upon his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel, that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, What do these stones, those stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. So these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. And the people of Israel did just as Joshua commanded and took up 12 stones out of the midst of the Jordan, according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel, just as the Lord told Joshua. And they carried them over with them to the place where they lodged and laid them down there. And Joshua set up twelve stones in the midst of the Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant had stood, 
and they are there to this day. For the priests bearing the ark stood in the midst of the Jordan until everything was finished, that the Lord commanded Joshua to tell the people, according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua. The people passed over in haste, and when all the people had finished passing over, the ark of the Lord and the priests passed over before the people. The sons of Reuben and the sons of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh passed over armed before the people, as Moses had told them. About 40,000 ready for war passed over before the Lord for battle to the plains of Jericho. On that day, the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they stood in awe of him just as they had stood in awe of Moses all the days of his life. And the priests said to Joshua, and the Lord said to Joshua, command the priests bearing the ark of the testimony to come out of, up out of the Jordan. So Joshua commanded the priests, come up out of the Jordan. And when the priests bearing the ark of the covenant of the Lord came up from the midst of the Jordan, and the soles of the priests' feet were lifted up on dry ground, the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and overflowed all its banks as before. The people came up out of the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month, and they camped at Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those 12 stones, which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up at Gilgal. And he said to the people of Israel, when your children ask their fathers in times to come, what do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know Israel passed over this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up for us until we passed over. That, so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you gave this word so long ago. We thank you that you did this in time and space and history, that you brought your people into a new land. And we thank you that you wrote it down, that it may be recorded for us. So we pray now that as we reflect on your word together, you would speak to us by the power of your Holy Spirit, that this word would not be mere information for our heads, but transformation for our hearts, changing the way that we think, the way that we feel, the way that we live. In Jesus' name, amen. So this week is Thanksgiving, and I love Thanksgiving. Um, this, this story in the Bible here is all about creating a memorial, creating a monument, something to remember, and we have lots of these in our culture. Thanksgiving as a holiday is one of our memorials. It's a time that we remember. It's a time we remember as a nation. Uh, we remember the, the start of this nation as a, as a, as a nation state with the, the pilgrims who came over on the Mayflower and they met the Native Americans and they had their feast together. At least that's how we like to tell the story. Who knows exactly how it happened? Uh, Thanksgiving is also a memorial for us and it was first, I believe it was first proclaimed as a national holiday either in the midst of or right after the civil, no, in the midst of the civil war, because it was President Lincoln who proclaimed we shall have a day of thanksgiving. And so it connects us to our history as a country. It is a thoroughly American holiday. Uh, it's a holiday that many of us love for our families and our traditions, our traditions of, of food and drink and gathering. And we can even, Suzanne loves it when I do this, uh, we can recall every, every holiday that we've had before and all the people who have been there. It's an important memorial and monument for us. But it's important as we reflect on this story in Joshua of what is it and how is it that God wants us to memorialize things? 
Is this memorial that God set up in Joshua, told the, the Israelites to set up, is this, is this their version of thanksgiving, their version of a statue to look back and remember their deeds, what, what has happened, what the nation has done? And I would say, yes, it is to look back and remember. It is to tell the children, but also no, because this memorial goes so much deeper. See, our thanksgivings are so often kind of caught up in what we ourselves can do. What can we make happen? And so with all the good and the joyful and the excitement of Thanksgiving, there's a lot of pain and frustration and heartache that comes with it for so many. And there's Thanksgivings that just aren't the same because of people who are missing, relationships that are broken, times that are hard. It's just the nature of human life, the nature of human things. What God is calling the people of Israel to here is to remember Him that they would not put their faith in their own achievements, in their own traditions, or in some vague, thankful recollection of what has happened, but that they would put their faith and their hope and their thanksgiving in a personal God. See, the main thing here for us in Joshua chapter 4, kids, if you're following along, you can write this one down. The main thing that this tells us about God is that God is a personal and mighty God. He's a mighty and personal God. His might is clear. This is a celebration, a remembrance that he parted the waters of the sea. They took the stones from out of the Jordan, stones that were covered up by water, so that they would put them on the side and remember that God did something that no person can do. People can explore. People can found a nation. People can make families. Only God can part the waters of the sea. So this is a memorial to the might of God. Notice also that where they took the stones from is where the ark, God's presence himself, itself, himself was in the middle of the Jordan River. The ark of God carried by the priests, God's presence with his people. That's where they got the stones from. It was a personal God who was bringing them into this land. And if you look especially in verses 23 and 24, Three times it says, the Lord, your God. That's what Joshua says to the people. The Lord, your God. The personal God. Not, not a vague deity, not a vague force, but a personal God. So what, what are we called to do if the message of this, if the main point here, the big thing we need to know about God is that God is mighty and personal then what are we to do that we are to remember him and what he has done? So my, my encouragement and my challenge and my plea for you this Thanksgiving is we rightly give thanks and, and celebrate and enjoy time with friends and family is to not just give thanks in a vague sense, but give thanks to a person. Because only a personal God can really carry us through. A vague and general thanksgiving, family and friends and food, all of that carries us in, in good times and somewhat in hard times. But when times get really hard, when life gets tiring, when it's just repetitive over and over again, what we need to know is that there is a personal God. That God is a person and God has set his eyes on us. He has set his love on us and he's taking care of us individually. 
And so as we try to do that, that's the big idea. And we see briefly now three specific ways in, in which we can remember personal things about God that he has given here. And kids, I brought some things for you to look at as we remember these things. First, we remember his blessings. Second, we remember his mission. And third, we remember his community. These are the things that God is calling them to specifically remember. So first, we remember his blessings. We've got to realize here that this bringing them into the land is a great blessing. This, he is giving them a good land. So this is the one we probably most often focus on at, at Thanksgiving time, all the good things that we have. And that is right and good to recognize the blessings that we have in this life. What God wants us to do is recognize that those blessings come from him. That this land that he is giving them, it is from him. They are brought into it by him. His covenant goes before them. His power makes the way. So when they're enjoying the land, he even tells them in other places, when you get into this land, don't forget. Don't forget who brought you here. Don't think you got yourself here. And that's important for us to remember his blessings because when we remember that these are coming from a person, we can see that even through hardship, things can come out of it. Otherwise, they just seem hard. So I brought with me here, I brought with me this black thing, this nice hinged black thing. Does anybody know what this is? This is a leg brace. Anybody know why I have a knee brace here? Suzanne knows. <laughs> See, this, uh, this Sunday is, is special for me and my family. It was four years ago we moved to Virginia Beach and we moved here to start this church. Um, but a few months before that, when I was in Atlanta, I was getting ready for camp, something that I love. And uh, I went to high jump. I went to jump over the high jump. I was training some counselors and I did not make that jump. Instead, I fell on my back with my knee being totally destroyed as my patellar tendon was snapped. And so here I was three days, four days before camp was supposed to start, five days before I was supposed to go to church planner assessment to be, get my final approval to come here. And then, you know, three weeks before I was start, supposed to start running all over the country, raising money and you know, move my family. And instead, I was going to surgery to have my knee repaired. And then I was putting it, actually it was in a cast for four weeks, and then in this brace. So why is this here? We're talking about God's blessings. I would not... I would not call that, at first glance, God's blessing. I would call that Satan's attack to try to prevent us from moving, to try to discourage us and knock us down. But it's a funny thing. <laughs> it's a funny thing. Because in, through a variety of circumstances, through the complexities of, of insurance and workers' comp insurance, uh, through my tearing of the knee, God provided us with thousands of dollars that helped facilitate our move to Virginia Beach. He would have provided otherwise, but we can look back and say, how did we get through? There was a period of time. I had left my job at the church in Atlanta. I had not started here. I had no salary. I had a part-time job, but I didn't have a full salary. And yet God provided for us through insurance money uh, that covered generously what we needed and more. So this knee brace is a reminder of the pain of life but it's also a reminder that God can take even the most challenging circumstances and turn them around to be a source of 
blessing. That circumstance itself turned out to be a blessing through the financial provision that it gave us. It was rather painful too. But it also is a reminder that God sustained us through that time. And so when we see the good times that we're in now, the life that we love here, the church family that we experience, all the good things we have, we know that they did not come just on good on top of good on top of good, but they came through hardship. And all of God's blessings come through hardship. So this, this week, as we remember his blessings, don't just look for the good, but look even in the midst of the hard and say, God, help me to believe that you are here, that you are watching over me, you are with me. So we remember his blessings. The second is that we remember his mission. See here in Joshua chapter four, they're on a mission. The land that they're getting is a blessing. But did you notice in verse 12, they passed over armed before the people of Israel, as Moses had told them. About 40,000 ready for war passed over before the Lord for battle to the plains of Jericho. God's people are going for battle. They are going for a war. They are not just taking something that comes easily, but they are on a mission. And so when they see those stones on the side of the Jordan, they are to remember that they are on a mission. See, their mission was not just to conquer the land that they could enjoy it from themselves, for themselves. Their mission was to conquer the land that they would set up the kingdom of God on earth and that they would be a source of blessing for all the nations of the world. This has been God's promise all along. I will bless you that you may be a blessing. And so just as they went with that mission and remembered that mission to be a blessing, we remember his mission for us. And his calling for us is to be, he has blessed us to be a blessing to others. So I said this, this Sunday is significant for the Brock family. This is when we moved to Virginia Beach, but this is also significant for our life as Resurrection Community Church, because it was four years ago this Sunday that the Brock family moved here, but it was three years ago this Sunday that we had our first worship service, in a way. Some of you were there, many of you were not, but those who were there, uh, the Saunders remember, Morgan remembers, um, Nathan, I th Brandon remembers, Brandon, do you remember? You remember three years ago at New Realm? We had our very first service. We were called the Princess Anne Mission then. And we had a Thanksgiving service. It was the first of what we call preview services, gathering people together to be part of a new church community. Two years ago, we had our first Thanksgiving as Resurrection Community Church. We had it in this room. We had a chili cook-off afterwards. That was when uh, Gary Malbin and Amaya were baptized right here. And then last year, we had Thanksgiving service. We were over there at VLC. We couldn't have a chili cook-off. COVID was getting real bad again. We had half the congregation on Zoom at the time, but we still gave thanks and remember God's hardship or God's blessings in the midst of our hardship. So as we remember the history of this Sunday in the life of our church, we remember that our church is put together on a mission, that God has given us a mission not simply to enjoy one another, but to invite others into his kingdom, into his community that others may enjoy the blessing and the community that we have, that we have been blessed as a church with friendship and fellowship and resources, that we may be a blessing to all those around us. So we remember this day, this Sunday, this is why we come back to the same. This text from Joshua chapter four is one of our memorial stones as a church. 
to remember what God has called us to, to remember that we are part of a mission to extend his love and blessing to others. Finally, the third thing we remember here is we remember his community. Because the other thing in that verse I read earlier, I said that they passed over arm for the people of Israel, but who were they? Verse 12, the sons of Reuben and the sons of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh. What are they, why are they specifically mentioned here? See, those, what happened is in the course of the Israelites wandering, uh, they conquered some people on the east side of the Jordan, not in the actual full promised land. And they conquered some people there, and these couple tribes, Gad and Reuben and half of Manasseh, said to Moses, they're like, you know what, we like it over here. Can we just have this land? And Moses said, Moses consulted with God and said, yes, you can have this land to be your land, but you know what? you got to go with your brothers, with the rest of the tribes, and still conquer the land for them on the west side of the Jordan. So throughout Joshua, we see emphasized over and over again, Gad, Reuben, and half of Manasseh, they are part of the people. How many stones did they set up for the memorial? Twelve. Twelve stones for twelve tribes. Not just a cool number thing. It's a reminder that they are a people. They are not just blessed individually, but they are blessed as a community of God's people. It is as a community that we function together. And so kids, I brought you, I brought you a bonus demonstration here. I've got the knee brace, but I also have the pie plate. And here, the pie plate, for me, it's Thanksgiving, right? I'm thinking about pies. I love pies. But pies are not just good and sweet to eat. Pies are a symbol and a remembrance of our community together. So when you look at the pie plates, you remember that this is something that we eat. You can't, you can't eat, I mean, you could try, but you can't eat a pie by yourself. You can ask Zach about what happens when you try to eat a pie by yourself. He'll tell you, he'll tell you a story of family history, a family lore about eating a pie by yourself. But you can't really do it, right? It's too sweet, it's too much. Pies are to be enjoyed together. For my family, pies are an integral part of Thanksgiving, lots of them. So if you're having Thanksgiving at our house, you can look forward to lots of pie. But they're not just to eat, they're not just sweet. They're a reminder that, that we are part of a community, that God has set us together to eat with one another, to live with one another, to care for one another. This is why we say that our mission at Resurrection is to connect people with God and with one another. This is why we want people to connect not just on Sundays, but during the week in community groups, that we can have community and connection with one another that we can know how each other is doing, that we can be real about our struggles and our sins and our failings, that we can care for one and each other when we're down. So we remember his blessings. We remember his missions, his mission. We remember his community that he has set us in. But in all this, the most significant thing is that these, this memorial that God told them to set up was his memorial. It was not something they made up for themselves. So at the end of the day, I have to take the knee brace off the table. And I have to take the pie plate off the table. Those are good things. They're good remembrances. But ultimately, the memorial that he has given us is the bread and the cup. Because just as Joshua set up these stones to remember what God had done in bringing them through the Jordan, every Sunday, this is our memorial. This is our stone, that we come and see what Jesus has done for us. 
Because ultimately, Jesus is the one who has brought us into the promised land. Our blessings are from Him, from His death on the cross, that from which He poured out every blessing to us, starting with the forgiveness of our sins. Our mission comes from Him, that we could extend that blessing and that love to other people, that others may know their forgiveness of sins. And our community comes from Him, for only in Jesus, the Bible says that through His death on the cross, He broke down the wall that divide us one from another. He broke down all the walls, including our shame that makes us high. And He brings us together as community. So all the blessings come from Him, and this is our ultimate memorial. And in that, we remember that we worship a person. We give thanks to Him, and we seek relationship with Him. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your love. We thank You for Your care for us. We thank you that you gave these memorial stones to the Israelites. We thank you that you give us this supper as a memorial for us. That we may remember and partake in what Jesus has done for us. We pray that this, that this would carry us. We pray that we would look and reflect on all that you have done. That we remember that you are a personal and mighty God as we give thanks this week. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from Resurrection Community Church. To learn more about our church and how you can connect with God and others, please visit resurrectionvb.org.